0: Today, on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne, in Melbourne, Florida. Did
1: you learn anything from the Old Testament? No. Why? Because they had forgotten God in the equation. Have you forgotten God in the equation of the situation you face this morning? Is the situation so big that... You've forgotten God is bigger than your little teeny problem? The God who could provide for 3 million people for 40 years had no problem with 10,000 with a snack, but they forgot it. You see, the God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament.
0: We've all been given a talent, skill, or gift to use in God's ministry. These gifts aren't of our own doing. They were handed to us by our Heavenly Father to use to bring Him glory and to draw others to the truth. Well, in today's message, Pastor Mark will remind us that faith and trust need to be tied into these gifts. You see, many people know they have been gifted, but they don't put that gift to use. They're either fearful, thinking that they really can't be used, or they're refusing to put their talent to use out of laziness. Either way, we need to listen to God and trust that He's blessed us with these talents for a reason. We need to step out in faith and use them. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 6, Verse 35, for the conclusion of our message entitled, Manufacturer or Distributor.
1: So the disciples look out, and Jesus says to them to do what? Feed the sheep. How many sheep about? 10,000. Okay. One of the disciples popped out of his laptop. He brought up Excel, and he said to Jesus, Hey, if my figures are correct, this is 8 months' salary. Jesus, this is an impossible task. Now, why would the disciples say it's an impossible task? Well, remember where they came from. They had just finished a mini-tour. When they went on the mini tour, they took no bread, no money, nothing extra, and they just came back from it. They got on the boat and they came in here and here's the people. And Jesus says, feed them. What resources do they have? They have none. They have nothing. They couldn't go by the bank, put their card in, you know, get the money right out and be whoosh, just keep putting it in, get enough money out. They couldn't do it. Number one, there's no money in the bank. Number two, there was no tellers open at that time. They just couldn't do it. So what are they doing? They're looking totally naturally. And they've got the figures. And they say to Jesus, What are you asking us to do? This is impossible. We can't do it. Well, we come to letter B, human responsibility. Jesus says to the disciples, when they say basically we can't do it, this is impossible, He says, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. Jesus, I believe, says this, What do you have? To meet the need. Do you have anything at all to meet the need? Take a look around you. How could you meet it? I believe we often are like the disciples. When God calls us to an area of need and ministry at work or school or church or in a ministry here or pulpit ministry or music or wherever, when he calls us, often we look at the enormity of the task and we say to God, what? What? can't meet that need. And I believe Jesus comes back to us and says, well, what do you have? We often don't even look to see what we have. And God was saying to the disciples, well, look and see what you do have. There are some limited resources you guys have. Look and see what you have, and let's go from there. So when God calls you to an area of ministry, don't just look out at the enormity of the task and say, it's impossible. But say, God, if you called me, well, let me see what I do have here. Let's see how much coin I got. Let me see what kind of talents I have. Now, if you're a Christian this morning, God has gifted you to minister. Romans 12 says we all have gifts, talents, abilities. We get to 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, we have spiritual gifts that God says desire them, that they may be used. So we have abilities. We have feet. Some of us don't, can't use them too well, so we have a wheelchair. Most of us can hear and talk. We have brains, even though we're a little dumb because we're sheep. We have lots of capabilities. And God says, look to see what you have. Use them. That's the way I want to minister. So he's challenging the disciples to not just quickly respond and say, this is impossible. We have nothing. He says, look within yourselves, around yourself. What do you have? You see, you'll see a couple of things on the screen. One of them, where God guides, you hear us say this all the time, where God guides, he provides. So, Jesus will never ask you to do something without providing the resources to do it. Never. Never. God will never ask you to help in the kids' ministry or the music or uh, the landscape committee or whatever, any any area of ministry here, witnessing at work, sharing, being a parent, being a godly parent. He never asks you to do it without the resources where God guides. He always Provides. Now, could Jesus have met this need without the disciples? Absolutely. But he wants to use the disciples. Verse 38. Now, when they found out, they said, five and two fish. Now, in those days, what this meant was in another one of the Gospels tells us that one of the disciples went out and found the little boy who had brought his lunch. Just enough lunch for himself. Five little teeny flat barley loaves, which was the bread of the poor, and two probably dry, sun-dried, salted fish. And you can see Peter coming back. He's looking out at 10,000 people. He got five little loaves that fit in his hand and two little salted fish. And you can see Peter started slicing small hors d'oeuvres. He'd seen an info commercial with that knife. He can really make it thin. (laughs) And he's just cutting. He's going, I don't think so. This is going to be tough. You see, all they had was two salted fish, five little small round barley loaves. What do you have today? Do you know that we're nothing but a couple little salty fish and five barley loaves? That's all we are. You see, Warren Wiersbe has a great statement, and he says this, the disciples forgot that God was the manufacturer of The disciples were the distributors. You think you're the manufacturer of the miracle? Not a chance. As the disciples looked out on the enormity of this, they're looking within themselves. The only thing I can do is bring my talent. I need a miracle worker. That's God. When you look at this yourself, I believe we often forget the place of God. The disciples had pretty short memory. Remember, they just finished coming back from a miracle mini-tour. They took nothing with them, and God just miraculously, I mean, through miracles, just ministered to people's lives everywhere. Had a place to eat, food place, demons cast out, word taught, and they just came back from it. Now they look at another situation, and go, Huh, guess we can't meet this one. Well, they didn't meet the first one with their own strength. They met it with God. Now, secondly, as they came across the Sea of Galilee, if they were good disciples, they should have got out their little daily bread devotional book and read about the promised land and the story we open with. Being good Jews, they should have remembered that this story sounds familiar. This story sounds very familiar. I think our relatives had one of these kind of things. There was three million of them. And God provided for him for 40 years, three times a day, six days a week. There's only 10,000 people here. Big deal? You see, but they didn't look at that. They didn't look at their past. They didn't see what God had done. They were fearful because they forgot God. Stop and think about your life. How'd you get here today? Miracle after miracle, after miracle has brought you here. You didn't manufacture it, God did. Now how do you think you're gonna get from here to heaven? You gonna manufacture that? Not a chance. Galatians says now that you you know, when you started in the spirit, you're now gonna try to go back and do it in the flesh, never worked in the flesh the first time. So what Jesus is trying to say to his disciples is here. Hey, did you learn anything from your mini tour? No. Did you learn anything from the Old Testament? No. Why? Because they had forgotten God in the equation. Have you forgotten God in the equation of the situation you face this morning? Is the situation so big that you've forgotten God is bigger than your little teeny problem? The God who could provide for 3 million people for 40 years had no problem with 10,000 with a snack, but they forgot it. You see, the God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. And it's the same God you and I serve this morning God is a miracle-working God now when I was uh, 16 I went to Germany as an exchange student and I lived in Berlin as I lived there I was on about the fifth story of a high-rise in Berlin and the family that I stayed with were their uh, vocation was bakers so you'd wake at 4 in the morning and the bakery was downstairs in the bottom of the apartment complex now normally I don't like to wake at 4 in the morning but over there you woke at 4 in the morning and you're drooling in your sleep because the odor is coming up from the basement. And you'd go down, and I gained 10 pounds that summer. And you'd go down, and all these rich pastries, all this wonderful food, and they'd take sugar, and they'd melt it and put it in cubes, and then they'd take little torches, and they'd, they'd make doves, and oh, I all mean, these just wonderful things. Now, can you imagine me getting up early and going down, and the place is just loaded They'd make homemade whipped cream, by the way, and just scoop it out. Man, my heart's already hurt just thinking about it. Just <laughs> scoop it out. Can you imagine me going down there in that morning and saying to my father, who was my father over there for those few months, Do you have any bread? The bakery's loaded. And I'm saying to him, Do you have any bread? You'd say, What are you? You are a stupid sheep. The place is loaded. Well, Maxicato says, this is exactly what the disciples did. They have questions about how they're going to meet the need. Maxicato says this, the disciples think they're in a hopeless situation. Five little barley loaves, but they're in the presence of the eternal baker. They're telling the bread of life that there's no bread. The creator of everything from day one is standing in their presence. And they're saying, no bread. (laughs) The creator of the universe knows your problem. He's created everything. There's nothing too difficult for him. Why are you doubting him? You're standing right in the middle of Almighty God. And that's what the disciples didn't get. We don't get it very often either, do we? Point number C, divine provision. You know what I like? Jesus didn't lose his cool with his disciples. i got to learn that one. So do you. He wasn't angry at the people for being there. He doesn't show any emotion to his faithless disciples. He just says, he directed them to sit down, to have them, all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. Remember that, on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds, and fifties. Why did Jesus do that? Why did Jesus take this crowd of 10,000 hungry people and organize them? What if he'd have said, come and get it? What would have happened? You know human nature enough, don't you? Have you been to a church supper? (laughs) Some of you had, I can tell. And you say, where's the start of the table? There it isn't, so we just keep moving toward the start of the table. I know they're going to any moment pray, and we're going to be first in line. <laughs> and when they say, ready, ready, everybody stops talking to you immediately, you in line. And the poor people at the end get a piece of, one piece of spaghetti strand and a radish left in the bowl. And everybody else ate. Why? Because that's our human nature, isn't it? So Jesus said, go and organize them. You see, listen, if you're going to minister to people, it has to be in an organized fashion. Now, we don't take the spirit out of it, but it must be organized. So Jesus said, there's got to be organization, otherwise this place is chaos. Ten thousand hungry people, yow! So he sat them down, and he ministered to them. Look what happened next. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up into heaven, he gave thanks, and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and he also divided the two fish among them. He didn't look at the need. He looked at the source of ministering to the need. Where are you looking this morning? You see, if you focus on the problem, you'll have no faith. But you must focus on the solution, and that's the manufacturer. You're just the distributor. I have a tendency to look at the problem instead of the solution. Now, the divine presence of God was available because Jesus said, took the bread, he broke it, the fish, he broke it, and he gave thanks. had a relationship with his father. and He said, God, if I look out here, (laughs) a lot of people, not too much food. (laughs) Thanks you're going to meet the need. Now the scripture says, as he broke it, in the Greek it means this, as he had the bread and the fish in his hands, as he broke it, it just kept multiplying in his hands. It wasn't like 20 trucks that drove up. said, okay, here's the food, start giving out of it. It multiplied in his hands. Now the people were sitting down on the green grass, they didn't get it, but the disciples got it because they came up and saw it multiplying in Jesus' hands. Wouldn't that have been unbelievable? So the scripture says he broke it and gave. It was a miracle happening at the very moment. Letter D, task fulfilled, lesson completed. Verse 42 says, They all ate and were satisfied. That's a miracle in itself, isn't it? Can you imagine trying to satisfy 10,000 people? They all ate, and they were satisfied. Now put yourselves, what were the disciples? Were the twelve disciples, what were the disciples? They're not the manufacturers, they're the distributors. Actually, the disciples were waiters. You want to be great in God's kingdom? Be a servant. Oh, I like to get up and preach like you, and be a minister, and all those people, and whatever. So all we are, servants. We're just waiters. I can't manufacture anything that's going to fulfill you today. I'm just a distributor of God's Word. So picture it. If we estimate 10,000 people and 12 disciples, it doesn't take your Excel program to tell you that each disciple came and ministered to 833 people. Now as I began to minister, I went to Jesus and I took some from the hands and began to minister. And I'd go to a few people and I'd give them the food. And I'd look, there's no more. And I went back to Jesus. And here it was multiplied again. And the other disciples are doing the very same thing. And as I'm going, I'm thinking in my mind. Now, earlier when we saw these people, I said, this is impossible. But what am I doing now? I'm doing the impossible. Am I excited or not? I'm excited. And I'm being used to minister to people's lives. And they're saying thanks. And they're going, wow, look what this guy's given me. And I have to be careful to say, it isn't me. I'm just the servant. It's the guy up front here. That's the manufacturer. You see, I'm just a servant. If it was me, small hors d'oeuvres, I probably wouldn't even get to you. Maybe smell the fish as you go by. It's all I can do. You see, without God, we're nothing. But with him, we get the joy of distributing. Verse 43 And the disciples then picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. This is really amazing to me because it says to me that when God supplies the need, He's always the God of abundance. Just write these verses down. We won't go there this morning because of time. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 11. It says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread to the food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. What was happening? While helping to serve others by distributing the bread, by distributing his word, his love, his care, the disciples get fully fed, Plus, there's an abundance of food for them later. Each one of them get a basket. These are the guys that said, Send them away! It's impossible! And Jesus said, No, you feed them. As I serve, I get fulfilled. God ministers back to me in abundance, to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that I can even ask or think. And then some of you go... Does it pay to serve in a ministry? I mean, don't you get tired? Are you kidding? Sure we get tired. But he always blesses me more than you could ever imagine. Because it's a principle of God's word. Now this story really is not about bread and fish. Jesus is trying to say to his disciples, there's a principle I want you to learn. Listen to it. He's equating the 12 disciples to the fish and the bread, or you and me this morning. And here's what he's trying to say to his disciples. Peter, John, if you guys will bring yourself to me like the fish and the bread, I'll break it. And in my hands, I'll multiply your ministry. And you'll be able to go out and minister to people's hearts. You'll bring the gospel. You'll touch their bodies. You'll give them love. You'll teach the word. I will expand your little two fishes and five loaves beyond anything you ever imagined. But you have to bring to me who you are. Romans 12 says, I'm to present my body to him as a living sacrifice. Here's what I mean. In the book of Acts, it shows us that the disciples did just that they gave themselves to God and said, Use us however. And their lives were broken. He runs you through some things and gets rid of your pride and how special you are and work on that, and then he'll use you. And what do we see the book of Acts? The book of Acts is the perfect example of this. The 12 disciples took the gospel to the whole world. How? By being broken, by being multiplied, by being used over and over and over again. That's what God wants to do to you. Let me ask you today, how many people at work in your neighborhood in your classroom are sheep without a shepherd. You know, we don't have 10,000 people to minister today. We have six billion plus. Most of them sheep that have absolutely no shepherd. They're lost. They don't have any purpose in their life. they got cars, and bikes, and TVs, and big stereo. they got it all, but they're Without purpose, there's no fulfillment, they're empty, they're sheep that are going their own way, but they don't know there's a great loving shepherd. Who's going to tell them? We are. You know, they're sheep just like you and just like me. And we need to be broken so that we can minister to their need. That's what this whole principle is about. It's not about just physical Satisfaction is about meeting the spiritual needs of the world, and that's why God wants to break us and use us. And He'll do more through us than we could ever envision, as long as we remember we're just distributors.
0: As we learn today, we've all been given gifts, talents, and tools to use in God's ministry. Understand that He's blessed us with all that we need to do life right. There's nothing that He's left undone. All we need to do is be willing. We need to allow Him to work in and through us. We need to give up our own ideas, opinions, and understanding to follow Him. When we do that, when we submit to His will, He will provide and we will be blessed. Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series the next time you join us. For those of you that like to have CD archives of Bible teachings, we'd like to offer you a CD of Pastor Mark's message from today. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5. This is only to cover the materials and shipping it takes for you to receive your CD. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option. Now, here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is MB3129. And the title of this message is Manufacturer or Distributor. Again, today's message number for ordering purposes is MB3129. And the title of this message is Manufacturer or Distributor. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we'll learn the importance of hearing from God. You see, we're told throughout the scriptures that obedience is a good thing. Understand that your obedience will never save you. However, saved people should be interested in obeying their Heavenly Father. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the Gospel of Mark. That's next time on Lessons for Living.